There's a song by the Indigo Girls that I love for so many reasons, but one of which this particular line says so much about my heritage as a Southern woman. Trouble came around here. Here in the South, we fix something to eat. We fix lots of somethings to eat, actually. And we do a good job caring for people with food here in the South, I think. Think about how many of the ministries at All Saints alone revolve around food. E-Care, Wednesday Night Supper, Guild of the Good Shepherd. You could pave Peachtree Street with the amount of pizza our youth have consumed at youth events over the years. It's a fine Southern tradition to fill with food the house of someone beset by crisis, be it death or illness or even the craziness of a new baby in the house. Shortly after, shortly before Lyndon was born, my husband Kevin said, you know the best thing about having a baby? Well, I mean, other than the baby itself. <laughs> yes, dear. What, what? The food, all that food, I love it. Yum. I hope you never underestimate the power of a sacramental casserole. (laughs) Physical nourishment is important. Of course it is. Who wants to cook when there's a new baby to love on? Who can think of food when there are funeral plans to be made? But perhaps equally or even more important is the message that comes with that casserole. We're thinking about you. We love you. You're not forgotten. Take, eat. When we feed each other in times of joy, in times of sorrow, in our homes, in our parish hall, we strengthen the bonds of community in a way that only a good meal can. When trouble comes around here, we fix something to eat. Our bodies are nourished by the food in front of us, but there's, there's more to it, as the generations of Southern cooks know so well. There's love in that meal, and community, and connection. Jesus has been talking a lot about bread in the last three weeks. I have, in fact, heard colleagues utter the words, bread again? Clearly, this is an important subject to Jesus. But still, one wonders if the disciples got tired of hearing about it. Yes, Jesus, we heard you the first time. Bread, 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 you are the bread. We get it. We don't get it, but we hear you. (laughs) What is this living bread? What is this about? What is Jesus talking about, and what in the world is he trying to prepare us for? Jesus knew that trouble was coming. Jesus knew that crisis was on its way, and he made sure the disciples were going to be nourished for the journey. They didn't get it, of course. The disciples never do. But Jesus was filling their souls the way those casseroles will fill our bellies, and then some. Jesus knew of the crisis that the disciples had to face, and the disciples still have to face every day. There was the crisis of the cross, of course. The whole story stands in the dark shadow of the cross. But there was and is more crisis than that. We face trouble every day, some more frequently than others, some with deeper intensity. And so he offered the meal that would most completely prepare his disciples for the crises we face in our lives, 
one made of his own perfect self. Take, eat. And those that stayed with him and those that believe ate and are nourished. When trouble comes around here, here at All Saints, we fix something to eat. When we fix the physical meal for one another, Wednesday night supper or Sunday night live pizza or a meal to a family in grief, we come around a table, fellowship, and nourish our bodies. And then when we come to communion, we come to a different table. We pray. We nourish our souls. Just as the food offered to the family in crisis is so much more than a sum of its parts, but is a whole that brings with it love, affection, connection to the outside world, and nourishment of the body and soul, the Eucharist, too, is so much more than a sip of port and of some crackers. Through the act of the Eucharist, we are reminded about one another. We are reminded about community. We are reminded about belovedness and God. We are then sent into the world to bring those things out and to bring the community at large closer together. We ask the blessing over the bread and the wine, and then we feast on the body and blood of our Lord, a perfect meal. We get our spiritual nourishment with the physical elements. We take, we eat, we are strengthened. We go out into the world a little stronger, a little more able. And that is how we deal with trouble around here. That's also how we deal with joy. We feast. And when you do this, when you accept Christ's gift of fleshly food offered, you connect yourselves with the community of Christ, to the person kneeling next to you, and to the person placing the bread in your hand, but also to the one in the hospital about whom we pray, to the woman who can't leave her house, to the refugee family ready to join our ranks, to the child clothed from threads. We need the casseroles and we need the pizza. We need the physical meals to keep us going, to keep us connected, to remind us of one another and to sustain us. But the flesh, Jesus tells us, is finite. The spirit is eternal. We must feed the spirit on the food given to us graciously by our God and creator. This is food for the journey. This is the food that will connect us even more deeply to our community across the world and through time. The food that we receive on our knees at the altar, altar is also the bread of joy and the bread of sorrow given to us with arms outstretched, loving, pleading, asking us to stay, asking us to go into the world. Take, eat, drink this, all of you. The one who eats this bread will live forever.